Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Robert Kraft's bachelor party, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you doing this week? Well, I'm I'm still living in the Philadelphia area after a Cowboys loss, so things are not spectacular, but there's always next time. <laughs> are we? Your Giants yeah. are still still riding high. How are you feeling about this? Um pretty happy i don't want to pinch myself too hard but um yeah i had two nice victories in a row against uh pretty good quarterbacks uh, although their supporting cast is somewhat questionable but uh yeah we'll see mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little surprised they're underdogs against jacksonville this week but the game is on the road and you know, the Giants haven't really shown too much on offense yet. So we'll see. Maybe they get yeah. their offense going this week and then seeing Wandale Robinson run around uh, and get returned to action. But uh, we'll get to him when we talk about waivers later. Yes. Well, Wandale Robinson. I, I, I mean, just about anyone can play wide receiver for the Giants right now, but Wandale looks pretty good. Um, we, we have an action packed show for you as we always do. Um, we've got some trades happening already. We've, we've got injuries. We've got non-injury related absences. We've got a whole lot going on. So we're going to give you everything you need to guide your team, be it daily, season long, whatever format you're in, we're going to guide you to victory this week. We've got all of your news and notes, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, your game predictions, and, of course, daily fantasy picks as well. Uh, As always, I'm sure there will be a little bit of disagreement. but (laughs) Um, We will be here for an hour, as we are every week. We'll be back next week at our normal time on Wednesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Tonight we're in a, a special Tuesday night edition, but we'll be back to normal next week. You can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THINCHESSHOW at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THINCHESSHOW at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. So if one hour is not enough, and really how could it be? Uh, you can find us all over the place. And if you need some back episodes, as, as you know, background music while you're driving or commuting or whatever. There's 13 seasons of work wherever you find your favorite podcast. So have at it. Um, let's let's just dive in. We do have uh, a couple of teams on by this week, which we're right in the thick of it, but still only a 14 Anybody week, get so hurt we'll, last we'll week? get through. Uh, just a few, just a few. So we're going to be without the Bills, Chargers, Vikings, and Eagles, and then about 100 other players. <laughs> we'll start out in Arizona with one of the lowest scoring teams. We're hoping to maybe turn that around. On a short week this week, the Cardinals are not looking particularly healthy. Um, running back is a real question mark right now. Darrell, uh, Darrell Williams is not practicing with a knee injury. James Connors not practicing with a rib injury. Eno Benjamin uh, is dealing with a foot injury. He was limited at practice today. Wide receiver Marquise Brown is potentially done for the year after suffering a foot injury this weekend. They're waiting to see the results of some more testing before they decide if he's shut down for the year or not, but he is certainly not going to be playing on Thursday night. Kicker Matt Prater is not practicing. He's dealing with a hip injury. The team did sign Rodrigo Blankenship to the practice squad this afternoon, so it's not looking great for Matt Prater. Looking good for my team, who's named after Rodrigo Blankenship. Dealing with a lot of injuries in the linebacker position as well. And in slightly better news, they're getting wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins back from his six-week suspension for PEDs, whether he took them knowingly or not. He's coming back this week. Um, If Larry Fitzgerald can't get behind you, I'm not feeling like the prospects are very good for them this week. But we'll see how it goes. In Atlanta, they're mainly right now dealing with a lot of injuries to their secondary um, beyond that kind of kind of quiet on the offensive injury front, which is good for them. In Baltimore, Justice Hill is still not practicing, so you're probably going to be without him at running back again this week. He's missed the last two straight games with a hamstring injury, looking like it might be a third. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman sprained his foot a few weeks ago. He's been out the last two weeks. Allegedly closer to returning. He's going to ramp it up this week, maybe play this weekend. We shall see. Uh, Running back J.K. Dobbins left the game uh, on Sunday when his knee tightened up. He should be fine this week. They think it was just kind of an in-game issue and not a long-term thing. And then they signed free agent 
35-year-old wide receiver Deshaun Jackson this afternoon to the practice squad because there is nothing more that we can set our watch by than death, taxes, and Deshaun Jackson showing up for one big game to get his payday. And ladies and gentlemen, he has found his team. So I don't think he's going to be playing this week, but he claims he's game ready. We'll see. Out in Carolina, um, if you're interested in playing quarterback in the NFL, I might have an opportunity for you. (laughs) Baker Mayfield is reportedly week to week after an MRI showed some ligament damage in that sprained ankle. So his status is pretty up in the air. He's certainly not going to be playing this week. Sam Darnold, however, is going to be activated off IR this week. He's going to be practicing. They're not sure he's going to be ready for the Buccaneers come Sunday. Uh, two weeks ago, they were saying he wasn't even close to coming off IR, so I, I think the MRI might have changed some things. Also, P.J. Walker, XFL Eric extraordinaire, was knocked out of the game on Sunday with a neck injury. He uh, is questionable right now. He says he can likely play this week. Practice squad quarterback Jacob Eason finished the game for the Panthers. So, again, if he can throw a football, might have a job opening for you. <laughs> and then in the most publicized thing in Carolina this week, Wide receiver Robbie Anderson uh, got into a bit of a verbal altercation with his wide receiver coach and was ejected by his own head coach from the game and then subsequently traded Monday morning to the Cardinals. So things are really going well in Carolina. Um, The Cardinals are going to have a lot of wide receivers. The Panthers don't have any quarterbacks. Here we are. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. Out in Chicago, uh, quarterback Justin Fields says he re-aggravated a left shoulder injury. That's his non-throwing shoulder officially listed as questionable. It looks like he's planning to play through it, I guess, unless they get even worse than they are now, then maybe he thinks about sitting it down for a while. But for now, he he's going to keep playing. Uh, in Cincinnati, so far, just reporting defensive injuries, as are the Browns. So nothing too major there. Out in Dallas, Hayden Dalton Schultz apparently tweaked his knee on Saturday ahead of the game on Sunday. He's Officially listed as questionable this week, will be limited at practice most of the week, and will be a game-time decision. And Dak Prescott said Sunday night that he will be playing this week. Whether or not that's actually true, he seems to think he's going to. That will more than likely be officially a game-time decision, but it seems they're going to attempt to have him start this week. We'll see how that goes. In Denver, Russell Wilson, who already had a partial tear of the muscle in his throwing arm, is now dealing with a hamstring injury that uh, he said he felt worried was severe. It was going to be serious. Uh, Apparently, there's no structural damage or anything more than than a strain there. So um, not sure if he's just trying to get out of of being a quarterback for a little while or if it's something that's really going to slow him down. Keep an eye on that as the week goes on. In Detroit, running back DeAndre Swift is still questionable with that shoulder injury, as is um, wide receiver DJ Chark. But in better news, he and his wife welcomed a baby during the bye week. Cute baby, great planning. You gotta, you gotta applaud the guy for that. So hopefully he's a little extra motivated come this week. Maybe if you're thinking of flex play, that's always a good motivator. Out in Green Bay, um, Sherpa's Giants gave him the business last week, and then the Jets did this week, and things aren't looking great especially worse now that we're learning that wide receiver Randall Cobb is going to be out two to four weeks with an ankle injury. That seems a little conservative. Uh, Center Jake Hansen also left the game with a bicep injury. He's questionable for this week. Wide receiver Christian Watson, who has missed the last couple of weeks with a hamstring injury, his second one of the year, is officially questionable. Uh, Reportedly, a team's considering shutting him down. Those reports came out before Randall Cobb got hurt, so I'm thinking they're probably rethinking that now, but doesn't look like he's potentially back on the field at full strength for a while. The Texans are pretty healthy. Um, They are getting some defensive players back from IR. However, they still are the Texans, so there's not a ton of fantasy value there. In Indianapolis, running back Jonathan Taylor, still questionable with an ankle injury. He didn't play last week. Neither did running back Nikeem Hines, who was uh, still in concussion protocol after that scary hit last Thursday night. He is apparently uh, making good progress. Not sure how it'll go as the week goes on, but keep an eye on that. Um, Deion Jackson got his first start last week with the two of them out, played great. He looks like he's going to be still getting significant touches going forward. Wide receiver Kiki Kute is also dealing with a concussion. He's unlikely to play this week. And linebacker Shaq Leonard is also still working on getting out of concussion protocol and is officially questionable for this week as well. 
in Jacksonville. Wide receiver Jamal Agnew is day-to-day with a knee injury, and Marvin Jones Jr. is uh, not practicing with a hamstring injury that cost him playing last week as well. He's officially listed as questionable, and keep an eye on him as the week goes on. The Chiefs not putting a lot of guys on their injury report just yet, so that's a good sign for them. The Raiders' tight end situation still a little murky. Foster Moreau is definitely still questionable with that knee injury that cost him the last game before the bye week, and tight end Darren Waller is still questionable with a hamstring injury. He's not practicing today, so keep an eye on them. Uh, last night, or if you're listening to this later on, Monday night, uh, quasi-hero. <laughs> not that I really feel like anyone was a hero in that game, but kicker Dustin Hopkins uh, was essentially kicking with one leg last night. He is going to be out two to four weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, it didn't look like he was feeling very good. As the night went on, he had more and more things on his leg and didn't seem to be supporting him that well. So I think it's probably best for him to take a couple weeks off. Wide receiver Keenan Allen is on pace to fully practice this week, coming back from his hamstring injury. Hopefully he will be healthy. Running back Joshua Kelly suffered a sprain MCL on Monday night. He's going to be out multiple weeks, and center Corey Lindsley is dealing with food poisoning, so he's now practicing and hopefully getting hydrated. The Rams uh, dealing with some issues, one of them being running back Cam Akers, who did not play this week, and it was a team and player decision. The team is trying to find him a new home. If no trade partner can be found, it's not out of the question that they bring him back and try to put him back into this offense. But uh, Cam Akers is looking for a new place to play football, and the Rams seem to be trying to accommodate that. So if you have him on your team, keep him on your bench so you figure out where he's going to land. Wide receiver Van Jefferson is expected to be back from IR uh, after their bye week. He's been on IR with a knee injury, so they're getting a little healthier at wide receiver. little more here at running back. In Miami, <laughs> quarterback Carousel continues to turn. Tua Tungavailoa is out of concussion protocol. He's on track to start this week. Uh, rookie quarterback Skylar Thompson is dealing with a thumb injury after being knocked out of Sunday's game, and Teddy Bridgewater having to come in in relief. And they're also dealing with a lot of injuries to their cornerbacks. The Vikings not reporting any major injuries for their bye week, so hopefully you guys are just getting healthy. In uh, New England, Mac Jones is always going to be listed as questionable. Also just worth noting there as well that Kendrick Bourne, the wide receiver, is dealing with a case of turf toe. So if you're in a deeper league and you're looking at him as a flex option going forward, maybe just think a little twice about that. In New Orleans, uh, another opportunity. If you can catch a football, I have a job for you. They are very thin at wide receiver. Uh, Jarvis Landry still not practicing with an ankle injury. Michael Thomas not practicing with his foot injury. Wide receiver Keith Kirkwood's not practicing with an ankle injury. And Chris Olave, who missed last week of a concussion, is not listed on today's injury report, so that's a good sign. Hopefully he's out of the protocol and will be playing this week. Uh, also, Deontay Hardy was placed on IR with a foot injury, so they are getting thinner and not healthier at wide receiver. Quarterback Jameis Winston was limited today with a fractured back and sprained ankle. He's Officially listed as questionable this week, but it looks like unless he makes a dramatic improvement, probably Andy Dalton is still your quarterback, who is also limited today with back injury. Keep an eye on that going forward. And tight end Adam Troutman is not practicing with his own ankle injury. So the offense is questionable. (laughs) An offense that's getting marginally less questionable is your Giants, though. A little healthier. Uh, We only officially have two wide receivers on the injury report as of now. Kadarius Tony, who hasn't played since week two with that hamstring injury, and Kenny Galladay, who's missed the last two weeks with a knee injury. Both still questionable. Also, a lot of secondary injuries for your Giants as well. So keep an eye on them. They'll be game time decisions, but um, clearly not going to be 100% even if they play. The Jets not putting a lot of guys in their injury report as of yet, so hopefully it'll be a healthier week for them. Uh, notable injury for the Eagles on their bye week is tackle Lane Johnson was knocked out uh, just before the half with a concussion on Sunday night. So keep an eye on him. If he, uh, for some reason, is not out of the protocol after the bye week, that's going to be a problem for them. In Pittsburgh, quarterback Kenny Pickett was knocked out with his own concussion. Uh, he is in the protocol but was cleared to fully practice on Wednesday. So That's a pretty good indicator that it wasn't very severe, and he should be all right coming into this week. Head in, Pat Fryermuth still working his way out of the concussion protocol, but he's ramping up his activity not quite as fast, but potentially on track to play. They're also dealing with multiple cornerback injuries. 
really not a good week to be a cornerback. <laughs> yeah, there's the 49ers defense is basically uh, just a practice squad at this point. Everyone is injured. No, no idea who's going to play and who's not. Um, but it's it's not looking real strong out there. Um, the Seahawks also just reporting defensive injuries so far. So keep an eye on that. Out in Tampa Bay, aside from Tom Brady's bad attitude and general lack of people seeming to want to actually play football, they do have a few injuries. Uh, wide receiver Julio Jones missed Sunday's game after looking like maybe he was going to play. Uh, he's not practicing today, and his home in Atlanta was robbed this week. But the robber was arrested after being spotted wearing stolen items like an actual idiot. Although if you're a robber, I can't imagine you're all that smart to begin with. But Julio Jones is dealing with some things and hopefully getting healthier. Uh, tight end Cameron Brait, we saw that scary moment, uh, was taken off on a backboard after suffering what they're now saying is a sprained neck. Remember, he suffered a concussion two weeks ago and was able to go back in the game because they didn't realize it uh, and then was, came back in and was in, I, I don't know, less than a half of football. He was out again on a stretcher, which is not ideal. He's listed as questionable technically, so for some reason thinks he may play this week. <laughs> and in our latest edition of As the Commanders Turn, quarterback Carson Wentz uh, reportedly was dealing with a sore uh, shoulder, throwing shoulder, strained bicep going into the game, actually fractured his right index finger and or his right ring finger and decided to have surgery. So he's going to be out at least this week likely four more weeks. They have not yet decided on an IR trip. So that means Taylor Heineke is going to be your starting quarterback for at least this week, if not going forward. Um, also, they may be without wide receiver Jahan Dotson, who's dealing with a hamstring injury, and tight end Logan Thomas, who's dealing with a groin injury. They're both listed as questionable and didn't play last week. Big losses if they can't go. So the commanders are going to look a little different. A lot of teams are going to look a little different this week. But I'm thinking there might be a couple of guys left on the waiver wire. <laughs> you got anybody out there we can still pick up? Just a few. One of Maybe them might be Deshaun guys. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make the cut this week. But um, if you're looking <laughs> for running backs, Kenyon Drake had a nice performance against my Giants there after J.K. Dobbins uh, went down. So he's somebody worth looking at. Uh, Latavius Murray, Deion Jackson, don't love the matchup, <clears throat> but if you're uh, desperate and the running back pool is spinned out, you know, there are two names to consider. Rashad White, Philip Lindsay, uh, Chuba Hubbard is sort of a speculative pickup in case um, Christian McCaffrey gets traded, although I, given the asking price there of a couple first-round picks, I don't see that happening. James Cook, yeah. Malcolm Brown, DJ Dallas, Keontae Ingram, and Caleb Huntley all also widely available and potentially helpful on the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. There there are a few more bodies still out there, which is good. <laughs> well, thank you. So for wide receivers, I'm a little bit of a homer pick, but Wandale Robinson would be at the top of my list. Chase Claypool and Alec Pierce, again, don't run their matchups this week, but depending on how thin the um, the pool is, and you might need to consider them. Rondale Moore, Robbie Anderson, probably not so much for this week. Is more of a, um, a speculative ad for the future. Darnell Moody, Mooney, uh, Josh Reynolds, Josh Palmer, Tyquan Thornton, and uh, the aforementioned Van Jefferson, who um, you know is trending towards he, he somewhat be healthy back again. pretty soon. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, especially if your league is one of the Yahoo leagues that has IR spots, uh, definitely consider him. Um, yeah, I mean, quarterback. Will... Go ahead. Nope. No, no, you're good. I, I'm. It's it's not great. My IR spots are full. I'm sure a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Quarterback-wise, Jameis Winston, if he's able to play, would be my uh, top pickup this week. Marcus Mariota, Matt Ryan, Taylor Heineke, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Daniel Jones, who's still out there and maybe not putting up the best stats, but uh, somehow just keeps winning games. Yeah, it just seems to work. It's not pretty, but at least he's out there. (laughs) Yeah, so 
Um, tight end wise, a few more options. Uh, Hunter Henry, probably not available in your league, but if he is, snatch him up uh, if you need one. Kate Otten, Evan Engram, Mike Kosicki, who's having a really strange season but seems to be on the yeah. trend. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, Noah Fant, Greg Dulcich, new tight end for the um, Broncos, uh, Jawan Johnson, and uh, Jake Ferguson, who is you know, going to be pretty valuable if um, for some reason Dalton Schultz can't go and uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Dak Prescott is back. Yeah, I, he seems to think he's going to be. I, I don't know if I'd want to start him just yet, but they didn't ask me, surprisingly. <laughs> Because you're too busy filling all the quarterback and playing recruiter and filling Obviously. all the quarterback I mean, uh, Someone has to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, defenses, uh, a couple more homer picks, but I'm going to recommend the, my Giants uh, at Jacksonville this week and also the Jets at Denver. Uh, both defenses playing pretty well right now, and uh, neither uh, opponent this week uh, scaring too many people from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, not not striking a lot of fear into the heart. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think the Jets and the Giants are both solid picks. So, um, you know what? I know we're we're going to get to the player X, but just a quick tangent. What do you think of all the trade rumors? And is there anything you would do? I mean, if you were um, if Christian McCaffrey, would you? put out an offer for him in hopes that he might be traded to a better situation. And conversely, if you have him, would you be looking to take advantage of the, of the rumors or holding tight for him? I mean, I, I could certainly think about putting him out there to see what I could get because I don't, I don't know if anyone's going to actually meet that asking price. Once you say you're going to trade a guy and if you don't do it, like it's just never really the same. Plus we know he's, has a hard time staying healthy, and it's not playing behind the world's best offensive line right now. Um, so if for some reason he doesn't, I think there's a lot more downside than there is upside. So if I can get someone to take him off my hands for a pretty fair price, I'm definitely listening. What about you? Um, okay, I'll give you a hypothetical. How about Leonard Fournette for Christian McCaffrey? You do that trade or not if you have Christian McCaffrey? Oh. That's tough. I might hang on to Christian McCaffrey solely because the Buccaneers seem like more of a dumpster fire right now. I don't I don't like anything that's going on there. How about a uh, brief haul for uh, Christian McCaffrey? I think I might take that. I like brief haul. I like him an awful lot, and that upside is nice. doesn't have to be the every down guy. There's, you know, you've got Michael Carter to kind of bounce it off, and Whatever the reason the Jets think they can win football games. So I I think I like the energy and the schedule going forward for the Jets a little better than I would a potentially cranky Christian McCaffrey. And the thing is with, with the Jets too, they're definitely trying to definitely lean towards the you know, higher um run percentage as far as teams go too. So mm-hmm. you, know, you might yeah. not be getting a lot of mileage out of the wide receivers, but you know, Reese Hall and Michael Carter can both, you know, be reasonable fantasy contributors given you know, how much they run the ball, at least how much they have the last few games. So we'll see if they're able to continue that. Of course, it helps to be playing with the lead and that also seems to be conducive to uh, racking up a lot of um, running yardage, but um, no reason to think well, that they can't be It does be seem a, like the Jets, the Jets have a better chance of playing with the lead for a while than the Panthers do. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. um, why don't we uh, move on to some um, running backs. Um, who do you like this week? Who's, who's your uh, top ten? Uh, my number one for, I believe, a second street week is your giant Saquon Barkley, who is, despite being having maybe a shoulder injury, still I think the healthiest person on that offense, um, which is maybe not saying a lot. The Jacksonville defense is a little better than I think we give him credit for, but they're not good enough to stop him all day long. Um, so I think he's going to have a big day. I've got Christian McCaffrey uh, at two. Again, Tampa Bay is in a bad place right now. they got to go on the road. I know that 
Panthers might not have a quarterback. Maybe they do. I'm not entirely sure what will happen there, but Christian McCaffrey's going to have to get the ball. So for me, it's more a volume play this week for him. Austin Eckler at two um, with Seattle, even if he's just catching passes, I'm going to get points there. I'm good with that. Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara rounding out my top five. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, as long as he gets on the field, I will put him in my top ten. Um, if he doesn't, Deion Jackson is not a terrible replacement. I don't mind that at all. Uh, Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce out in Houston, and Nick Chubb running out my top ten, uh, notably absent, Leonard Fournette. Okay, I've got Leonard Fournette at the top of my list. It's funny you should mention his name. <laughs> He's in my um, purgatory. Yeah, Tampa Bay's season Bay's really seems like it's going to fork in the road right now. It could go one of two ways. I have pretty strong thoughts on that, but we'll get to that a little bit. Uh, Josh Jacobs um, checking in at number two for me, so also on my list. Uh, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, and Raheem Mostert uh, rounding out by top five. Lamondra Stevenson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, Mary Jones rounding out by top ten. Honorable mentions, Brees Hall, Tony Pollard, A.J. Dillon, Keontae Ingram, and Rashad White. I'm really hoping Ezekiel Elliott has a top 10 day. I am, I am a little concerned. <laughs> but, um, Jamal, Adam, uh, Jamal Williams at the top of my avoid list in Detroit. Uh, hopefully DeAndre Swift is healthy after that bye week. I don't think there'll be enough there for him. Naheem Hines, uh, again, if he plays, I just I think he's going to end up being the sort of option there right now. J.D. McKissick, same thing. He's he's kind of getting aced out. Antonio Gibson, Rex Burkhead, Khalil Herbert, Chase Edmonds, Mike Boone, Samaj P. Ryan, Joshua Kelly, all guys that have had bursts and games where they had, had a lot of production, but I don't think that the matchups are going to be very conducive to that this week. My avoid list is headlined by Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, and Najee Harris. <laughs> Uh, also on my avoid list for this week, Jeff Wilson, James Robinson, Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, Travis Etienne, and Melvin Gordon, and dishonorable mentions to Latavius Murray, Deion Jackson, and Antonio Gibson. Okay. We got a little overlap. How about a uh, wide receiver? Who you like in this week? Let's see if we got any, any names the same here. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we will. Uh, Jamar Chase at the top of my list, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin, Jalen Waddell, Juju Smith-Schuster, Amon Ross St. Brown, assuming he's healthy enough to play. And uh, welcome back, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Mike yeah, Williams, Kobe Myers, Devin DuVernay, T. Higgins, and Rondell Moore all wanting uh, honorable mentions for me this week. Okay. Uh, we've got some overlap. I've got Tyreek Hill at the top of my list. Jamar Chase is, is kind of a 1A for me. Um, I mean, when your own quarterback shows up in your game or in college jersey, that's usually a good sign for the amount of targets you're going to get. <laughs> Devontae Adams is at 3 on my list. It's a good matchup for him against Houston this week. C.D. Lamb, um, a little bumped a little higher, predicated on Dak Prescott playing. If he doesn't, he might fall a little lower on my list, but it looks like Dak's going to the under center from Heller of High Water. Debo Samuel rounding out my top five. Amon Ross St. Brown, who I'm hoping is healthy after the bye week, uh, despite playing my Cowboys, I think he's still, still in for a big game. DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, uh, Jalen Waddell, and Michael Pittman Jr. rounding out the top ten. I think Miami is going to score a lot of points this week. <laughs> yeah, I would uh... – I agree with you on that, um, although that didn't work out so well for Tampa Bay last week. But uh, hopefully sure didn't. You know, since they're home yeah. and uh, have um, two coming back, it'll be a little better situation for them. Uh, my yeah. avoid list has um, headlined by two guys that you mentioned on your recommended list, and that would be Devo Samuel and Michael Pittman. Uh, also on the avoid list for me, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, Darnell Mooney, Corbin Sutton, and Christian Kirk, and uh, dishonorable mentions to Alex Pierce, Curtis Daniel, and Jerry Judy. Okay, yeah, I'm. I have I have Jerry Judy at the top of my avoid list. I am a little concerned about Russell Wilson. For whatever reason, it seems like it's failed run play, short out pass. You need 
five yards and you're throwing 40 yards down the field with a guy who can't have that much arm strength. Now he's got a a bad leg. I'm not really sure what we're going to get out of him. And I also don't seem to have any clue which wide receiver he's going to throw to at any given time. Um, But I'm just, I'm done playing the roulette there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm over it. Um, Also staying away from Marquez Valdez. Scantling, Day Jones, Hunter Renfro, Josh Reynolds, DJ Chark, despite the baby motivation, I think there are probably better options out there. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Corey Davis, Tyler Boyd, and Jahan Dotson, who, if he's crazy enough to get on the field, I don't think there's enough value there. Who's at the top of your quarterback list for this week? Lamar Jackson, definitely at the top of my list. Probably not at the top of yours, but... Uh, he he's going to keep trying to win fo- football games all by himself. Cleveland seems open to just letting that happen to them. For a team that has as much talent as they do, I don't understand really what the Browns are doing, and I don't think they are either. So I, I think Lamar's going to have a pretty big day. Patrick Mahomes is at two for me. Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert, despite a, a uninspired touchdown-free performance last night, and Geno Smith coming in at number five this week. Uh, I didn't didn't think those words would ever be uttered, but <laughs> this is the new NFL we live in. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa at six, Dak Prescott at seven, Derek Carr, Tyler Murray, and uh, I think I think that's the ten. No, no, uh, Aaron Rodgers would be ten, reluctantly, but. There's a fair amount of uh, overlap on our list. Our okay. top three guys are the same in slightly different order, but, yes, I have Lamar Jackson at the top of my list, too. Um, really? Joe I didn't think we'd be there. <laughs> Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, who I don't think was on your list, uh, Derek Carr, Tua Tagovailoa, Kyler Murray, also absent from your list, if I recall correctly, uh, whoever starts for Dallas. Um, a little bit uh, more optimistic about Dak Prescott, but uh, even Cooper Rush against that Lions defense, I think would be a good play. Justin Herbert yeah. and uh, Jared Goff rounding out my top 10. Honorable mentions to Aaron Jones and uh, whoever starts for New England, be that uh, Bailey Zappier or Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems, it seems up in the air, but I think either way the Patriots, could be all right there. Um, I, however, have Russell Wilson at the top of my avoid list. I don't want any part of this. Um, like I said, it, I'm I'm done. I'm done playing this game. <laughs> he's going to turn into the Falcons if he's not careful. But for now, I'm staying away from Russell Wilson. Jacoby Brissett, again, uh, they're going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the football. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be a real positive here this week. Marcus Mariota, I'm staying away from. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm sure you're all surprised there. Ryan Tannehill, Kenny Pickett, slash Mitchell Trubisky, slash anyone else that wants to play quarterback for the Steelers, just sit him down. Seamus Winston, slash Andy okay. Dalton, again, whichever one starts, I'm I'm all set on that. Davis Mills and Justin Fields. Well, we have quite a bit of overlap on our avoid list. Okay. Um, I have Trevor Lawrence at the top of my avoid list, followed by Matt Ryan, uh, Russell Wilson, Davis Mills, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Tyler Hanke, um, Tyler Hanke, um, uh, whoever starts for Carolina, be it Baker, Mayfield, or P.J. Tucker, whoever starts for Pittsburgh, uh, Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, and uh, whoever starts for Chicago, be it uh, Justin Fields or Trevor Simeon, avoid all of them, like the players, oh, like COVID. There's, there's a lot of people to avoid this week. And since there are so many question marks, we can just put all, whole tandems on there. We've got like a 30-person afford list. Yeah, definitely a lot of combos um, there. But it, se- it seems fitting. It feels right. <laughs> I think we, we've got a little better shot at, at tight end here. Uh, who are you liking uh, at the top of your tight end list this week? Um, fitting the Lamar Jackson pick, I also had Mark Andrews at the uh, top of my uh, tight end list for this week, uh, Travis Kelsey, Hayden Hurst, TJ Hawkinson, Hunter Henry, Robert Tanyan, Mike Gesicki. I'll take a chance on him with uh, Tua back. Zach Earth, Joe Everett, and then uh, whoever is starting for Dallas this week, whether it's Dalton Schultz or Jake Ferguson. Honorable mentions, uh, Kate Otten and Darren Waller, assuming he's healthy enough to get on the field. 
Okay. I You know, I'm excited. We both have Mike Kosicki in our top ten list this week. Things are going to be all right. Um, I also have Mark Andrews at the top of my list. Uh, I'm I don't know why anyone else could be there right now. It just it just seems silly otherwise. Uh, Travis Kelsey at two. Travis Kelsey might want to say something about that. Well, he can say all he wants. <laughs> when he starts putting up those numbers, we'll talk. Um, George well, Kittle at three. In one game isn't enough for you. You can't sustain that. There's just no way he's going against that powerhouse Jimmy Garoppolo this week. You think he can do that? Again? <laughs> Yeah, he's going against that defense where you said everybody was on the injured list. That'll, that'll show it. Just wait, just wait till I give you the actual whole list of the 49ers. When we get to that game, it's a fun one. I've got David Joe Cook for Zach Ertz at five. I'm just not entirely sure what's going to happen with this Arizona offense. You'd think you have to get better, but I'm not sure if uh, addition is necessarily going to work right away. It's a short week, so I, I just don't know what to expect there. So being cautiously optimistic, uh, T.J. Hawkinson at six, Kyle Pitts, uh, Mike Isicki checking in at number eight, <laughs> Gerald Everett and Hayden Hirsch rounding up my top ten. Okay, um, my avoid list is headlined by George Kittle, Pat Fryermuth, David Njoku, Evan Ingram, um, the Mo Alley Cox, Kylan Branson combo for Indy, the Logan Thomas, John Bates combo for the Commanders, Cole Komet, Juwan Johnson, Ian Thomas, and the Brevin Jordan, OJ Howard combo for uh, Houston, and this honorable mention to Greg Dulcich with the uh, Broncos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice he had a couple of catches this week, but it is not going to sustain. I've got something Schultz at the top of my wood list. The Cowboys have been trying to sell us for three weeks on this knee injury not really being serious, and they keep trying to run out there, and I'm I'm not falling for it. I know Dak Prescott is a little more keen to throw to him, but I don't think this is a great matchup, and I don't think he's healthy, so I'm staying away. Kate Otten at all in Tampa Bay. Um, you think Cameron Bright, somebody went to Harvard, might be smart enough to not play this week, but it's not. Like that could still happen. So Kate Otten, Cameron Bright at all, stay away from it. Logan Thomas, Taysom Hill, uh, Jawan Johnson, Tyler Conklin, Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, Greg Dolchitz, and Will Disley out in Seattle. Which catches enough stuff to make you think, maybe maybe I should pick him up, but don't do it. Don't do it. Don't start him. Okay. How about uh, defenses for this week? Who's looking good to you? Despite the fact that Buccaneers, I think, are an actual dumpster fire, which might be an insult dumpsters and fires, I think the defense is a good play because Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. <laughs> Best case, they run somebody with it's one foot out like there. The Maybe. I think Christian McCaffrey could throw a little bit. I'm not opposed to that. Um, that might help him get traded. There were some teams that need quarterbacks. <laughs> also got uh, the, <laughs> the Patriots. And... On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, i got to get the hell out of here, guys. Get Look how well I can throw to the opposition. Tampa Bay, are you interested? Yeah. I'm not going to go the Robbie Anderson route. I'm actually going to take my beef out on the field. I'm literally going to take this into my own hands. I'm going to do it all by myself. See, that's something I'd tune in for. What a professional wrestling swerve that would be. I'm here for this idea. <laughs> Despite that, I think... I think the Buccaneers will probably drop put a point. Suggestion box. Even even if Christian McCaffrey does It'll not be go rogue. Personal suggestion box. <laughs> it's out there. I mean, I think you can just tweet it out if anymore. You can find it. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots probably also a good play. Uh, I like the Dolphins an awful lot. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, the Bengals, Broncos, and Raiders all kind of get clumped together just because these are going to be lower-scoring games, not that they're particularly dominant. The Cowboys also checking in there. Uh, the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Cardinals sneaking into the top ten. Great. Um, I agree with you once again. I have Tampa Bay at the top of my list. See who else here? Oh, my screen just went blank. Oh, here it is. Back. Um, yeah. Baltimore, the Jets. Oh, yeah, you're not a you're not a big defense special teams guy. <laughs> yeah. New England, uh, just testing my it's a memory test. Uh, New England, KC, <laughs> Miami, 
Green Bay, Tennessee, the Giants, and Las Vegas uh, rounding out my uh, top 10 defenses for this week. Who are you trying to avoid defense-wise? I'm staying away from the Packers because I know you wanted me to get off this Washington bandwagon, but hear me out. Taylor Heineke is going to play quarterback this week. And also the Packers don't have an offense, so they're already the defense is going to be out there a whole lot. Um, the Colts, again, this is when they play the Titans, it's always kind of a dogfight and it's never really pretty. The Titans on the other side of that, Chargers, your Giants, the Bears, Ravens, Chiefs, Saints, and the 49ers who potentially will let either you or I play, play cornerback this week if we really want to. <laughs> well, you're probably quicker than I am, so. I never know. I'm, I'm not going to make anybody forget uh, Deion Sanders, put it that way. <laughs> We'll get we'll send blue down there. He could probably do it. A good yeah, speed. He's, he's pretty excited about big blue. Although he's a little conflicted that they're playing a top team. Talk, um, defenses on. It is choices we have to make. Um, <laughs> defenses I'm looking to avoid this week would be Cleveland, Atlanta, Detroit, Carolina, San Francisco, Houston, Pittsburgh. And to a lesser extent, Dallas, Chicago, New Orleans, Washington, and Seattle. So then I crammed 12 into my top 10. Mm, there you go. We're now we're on schedule. How many how many teams do you have in your top five draft picks right now? Are we at, are we at about um, 12 now? 13. <laughs> yeah, might even be more than that. We're hitting our our mid There's a lot stride. of bad teams out there that are going to be in the top draft and in the top five this year. There are a lot of bad teams out there. That is. That is not an untrue statement. Speaking of bad teams, um, let's take a look at some of our game picks this week. There are some yeah. not so exciting games. We got a little spoiled this week. There were a lot of good games on. This week, I don't think we're going to be quite as lucky. The Thursday night game is actually interesting to me. I mean, I don't think either of these teams is in the top tier, I believe, but they're both flawed no. teams that have uh, potential to um, do a lot on offense. Of course, I'm talking about the Cardinals who are hosting the Saints. Um, for me, the deciding factor is just the uncertainty at quarterback for the Saints and the fact that you know, the leading receivers all seem to be banged up. I know Arizona not much better on the injury front, especially with all the running backs banged up, but uh, I'm guessing that Kyler Murray will be able to do enough with his feet to keep the defense honest and you know, throwing wise, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins back and Rondale Moore and possibly um, even um, um, the uh, guy they just uh, picked up from uh, oh, Carolina. Oh, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. I think yeah, he's actually yeah, in think, finally, so. Yeah, I think they'll <laughs> um, win this by a field goal. I'll say Arizona 27, New Orleans 24. Well, I'm going to start us off on the right foot and disagree with you right off the bat. Um, I'm I'm going to pick the potentially fighting Jameis Winston's, Andy Dalton's, Taysom Hill's at all. I'm going to take the Orleans when it's 23-17. Um, Arizona has a lot of moving parts. I'm not sure if they can get that all figured out in a very short week. It'd probably be good to, like, you know, introduce Robbie Anderson to a couple of people particularly Kyler Murray. Um, the Saints are banged up, but I think they just have a, a little bit better of a, a cohesive unit here. At least they're, the injured guys have all been there for some time. And it's a Thursday night game, and weird stuff just tends to happen on a Thursday night. So I'm going to take the Saints, I guess, in a, a mini upset here. Okay. Well, the first of the Sunday games, Cincinnati hosting Atlanta, Atlanta. Um, shocked me last week by how easily they handled San Francisco. I mean, they had all the defensive injuries, but they still had to shut down uh, Debo Samuel and crew there. But uh, I think Cincinnati is starting to hit their stride, and I'll take them to win this at home by a touchdown. I'll say Cincinnati 31, Atlanta 24. I'm still not convinced that Atlanta's defense can really shut down a, a top white passer. Yeah, I'm I'm also with you. I'm not sold on that Atlanta defense, and they are not particularly healthy either. So you're going to be playing from behind the whole time. I don't think that's really the game that the Falcons want to be playing, especially if you don't have Cordell Patterson there, which really would have made this a little different. But I'm taking the Bengals 
in a game that I feel like will actually be less competitive than that score looks like. And I, I don't think this is one the Falcons are going to really feel like they're in danger of winning at any point. Okay. Yeah, I was, just, I was thinking of your earlier comment about the games that are on. I don't really see any game where I say, oh, goodness, i got to watch that this week. This is going to be a really exciting no. game. And you, really the one that has, well, we'll get to it in a minute, but... Um, um, the one game that I'm not putting in that uh, must-watch category unless you're a, a, a sadist or a Brown sadist would be the Ravens hosting the yeah. Browns. And, you know, yeah, sure, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have had trouble finishing off games that they should be winning this season, but I don't think this will be one of them. I think they're out ahead comfortably, and I don't think there's any you know, dumb plays or last-minute uh, come acts in this one to victimize them. I'll say Baltimore 34, yeah. Cleveland 17, and the Ravens get it done both on the ground and through the air. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think this feels even a little bit competitive either, um, despite how on paper it should be a good game, but this Cleveland team doesn't play the way that they should. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't think Deshaun Watson's the answer, but it's certainly not what's happening now. Uh, I'm taking Baltimore to win this 33-21, so maybe a hair closer, but really not by much. And Baltimore kind of needs a game like this. They need to come out and have a big win and kind of get a little momentum going, and I think they're going to take care of that this week. Yeah, I think they're not the only team that's going to put more on that later. Uh, Dallas hosting Detroit. For my money, this is actually – one of the more, maybe even the most interesting game of the day. You know, Dallas has a decent defense. Uh, Detroit can't really stop anybody. Uh, that would be a nice uh, landing spot for Dak if he's coming back. Uh, Detroit has shown um, a good offense, but, you know, questionable how many of the receivers are healthy. But anyway, I think this will all roll it all up. I think it's an interesting game. I think Dallas, you know, I'll give them the game just because they're at home. But, you know, I think it could be a shootout. I'll say Dallas 31, Detroit 28. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be uh, one of the more interesting games, certainly of the morning um, or the 1 o'clock early games, for those of you who weren't it. born on the West Coast. <laughs> but uh, I've got the Cowboys winning in close one, 27-23. The Lions looked like a mess going into the bye week. They were hurt everywhere. I mean, they were so, they were starting like third stringers pretty much everywhere. They got a little healthier. I think Motor City Dan Campbell is going to rally the troops. They had some time to regroup. And the Cowboys, I think Dak Prescott plays, but I think you have to kind of readjust to what that offense looks like. You're going to Michael Gallup back from injury. Dalton Schultz is hurt. Things just look a little different. And I think that the Lions are going to sneak in. Maybe it's not in the first half. Maybe it's late in the second half like they did the Eagles. But I think they've got a chance of at least putting a scare into the Cowboys. I'm hoping that's all it is. I would agree. But... <laughs> um, Green Bay has been, you know, to put it kindly, awful the last couple of weeks. But I think they're going to get back yeah. on track uh, playing at Washington. This week, um, Aaron Rodgers is not his finest uh, few hours the last couple of weeks, but I think the yeah. commanders, with their lack of offense, even though they have a pretty stout defense, I think this will turn out to be a, you know, a game that gets Green Bay back on track. Also, Green Bay 27 and Washington 21. I am, for the second week, going to pick against the Packers. I'm going to... Stay with the Commanders, despite the fact that they, they've let me down at every turn. I think Taylor Heineke could be the answer here. I think that the Packers are reeling. Despite Aaron Rodgers being pissed off and wanting them to be better, they still don't have any wide receivers. And I'm not even sure he knows any of the guys that are currently healthy on that team that play wide receiver, because Randall Cobb's gone. <laughs> He's not here this week. Um, and while the Washington defense is not playing anywhere near what they should be, I think they can do enough to figure out how to neutralize Aaron Jones. If the Jets could do it, I think Washington can do it. So I thought Washington winning this 24-20. Tennessee and Indianapolis, which could be one of the more competitive games. I'm just not really excited about really? watching Tennessee's no. offense. But we'll see. I think Tennessee it would be ground and pound. So 
if Jonathan Taylor were healthy and playing, this would be a matchup of two of the best backs in the league. But without Jonathan Taylor, I think you know, Derek Henry will be too much for Indy's defense. Hopefully, for Matt Ryan's sake, he doesn't have to throw it 58 times again. But uh, I still think Tennessee yeah. wins this is a close one. Tennessee 24, Indy 21. I get Indy winning this 23-21, so we're, we're right about the same score. I just got the other side. Maybe it's just Indy gets the ball last. Maybe their yeah, offense just looks a little better the last couple of weeks. But these two kind of always seem to have a dogfight. And like you said, this probably is the most back-and-forth competitive game of the day, but it doesn't really get you excited to watch it. Maybe if I knew everybody was going to be healthy, Jonathan Taylor was going to play the whole thing, but – there's not a lot to get excited about here. <clears> okay, <throat> hey, next up we've got uh, my Giants uh, going on the road to Jacksonville in a matchup of two teams that uh, look to be a little bit on the upswing. And a little, again, like yeah. I said before, a little surprised the Giants are underdogs, three-point underdogs in this game. But, again, they haven't really shown the ability to, you know, get a lead, much less sustain one. Um, you know, they seem to just be eking it out at the end for the most part. But uh, and I think all the victories have been one-score games. I think both of those trends will uh, continue this week. I think they win, but it's a one-score game. I'll say uh, Jacksonville 24. Excuse me, uh, Giants 24, Jacksonville 21. I'm taking the Giants to actually win by a touchdown. I've got them winning 28-21. I'm not scared of Doug Peterson having a familiarity with the Giants. He hasn't seen this version of the Giants team. He hasn't seen a healthy Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't think there's a, a whole lot of meat to that story. And while Jacksonville is on the upswing, they're looking a little better. Travis Etienne looks great. I mean, being healthy really is a good a good look on him. Um, Trevor Lawrence still prone to a lot of mistakes. This Jacksonville team still very young, and that defense is – um, not an upper echelon one. While it is middle of the road, I think that it's going to have a hard time stopping both Saquon Barkley and potentially uh, at least a couple of kind of healthy wide receivers. Wanda Robinson had himself a nice game last week. I think he's going to have another this week. Um, Daniel Jones, is he's looking like a quarterback you can maybe give the ball to a little bit. I, I think they're going to pull one out here. I just keep picking the Giants to win, and I <laughs> – this feels so wrong. And it keeps happening. <laughs> Quick silly story. I saw a guy the worst wearing a, a jersey, um, an orange jersey in a supermarket um, from a distance this weekend, and I thought it was Peyton Manning's jersey, a Broncos jersey, but then mm-hmm. when I got closer, I looked, and it was actually a Trevor Lawrence College uh, Clemson jersey. So oh, there you go. I don't know if that's an omen <laughs> or not, but uh, anyway. <laughs> So he's like Josh Allen showing up in the back of your family photos. NFL. <laughs> well, yeah, no, he's not going to be in any photos. I'm like Josh Allen jerseys, but <laughs> anyway. Um, so Tampa Bay at Carolina, I think this is another game where a struggling quarterback is going to get things uh, back on the right track this week. Um, Tampa Bay, you know, Tom Brady, Okay, he was a rather crass bachelor party and then cussing out his offensive line when he wasn't playing that well himself. But uh, anyway, yeah. you know, we all know he's got uh, bigger things in football to worry about right now. But um, yeah. anyway, the one advantage he has over, um, I think, Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers is he's got a better set of receivers to throw to. And I think that'll mm-hmm. be pretty obvious here. I think they'll win this game in somewhat of a cakewalk. I'll say Tampa Bay 31, Carolina 14. As Mike Evans and Scott both had big days. Yeah, I mean, I think that's certainly possible. Uh, I do have it closer, though. I've got Tampa Bay winning. I'm not crazy enough to go that far, but I've got them winning 27-21. I think Carolina's going to keep it close. I think part of not knowing who's going to play quarterback maybe will help them a little bit. And granted, a pissed-off Tom Brady's not someone you want to play, but I think don't think this team really is playing well together, and I'm not entirely sure they, they're – leader is Tom Brady. I'm not I'm not sure what's going on there, but there is definitely a disconnect. Maybe it'd be nice to stay with your team the whole week. That probably will help, but they got embarrassed last week, and they need to have a really strong showing this week, but I don't think they're going to get exactly what they need. They'll get enough to win, but I don't think it's going to stop people from asking questions. 
it was interesting that uh, Bill Belichick turned down an invite to Robert Kraft's wedding and uh, yeah. stayed with his team, and they ended up winning, and uh, Tom Brady chose the other route. And, uh, and as a teammate, the fact that you're picking your that, old so. owner over the team the night before a game, the day before, the, like, you're missing the walkthrough, you're Tom Brady. You can fly a plane at any time of the night. You could be there for a walkthrough. It's it, where your priorities are maybe isn't in the right place. That's how it looks from the outside. Um, I, anyway, I'm not going to criticize his choices, but uh, that was just an odd one. I gotta say, Randy Moss there. showing up in like a white T-shirt to that wedding is my favorite thing out of all those photos. <laughs> didn't see the photos, but uh, if I wasn't on my list. Everyone uh, else looks nice. He's line. literally in a white long sleeve t-shirt. The album didn't get shared with me. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, Houston at Las Vegas. Um, I don't know. I Las Vegas is a kind of perplexing team, but you know, with the bye week yeah. and being at home, and they generally play a little better at home. Yeah, I think Carl will have a big game. You know, with Devontae Adams and. I think Josh Jacobs runs wild, and I think it runs, it all adds up to a Las Vegas 30, Houston 21 victory for the Raiders. Yeah, like you kind of almost like shrug when you look at this game. Like, eh. like you said, the Raiders, you just don't know what's going on with them. Like, again, another team that's insanely talented, and they shouldn't be this confusing as they are, but coming off a of bye week, <clears throat> like you said, they do play better at home. And this Houston team kind of is playing above what they should be. But there's still just the talent level is not there. And going into Las Vegas is maybe not the most welcoming territory, especially for a younger team. It, it's a tough crowd to deal with. So I think the Raiders won this 31-23 and what really shouldn't be as close as this is. But it's still, he's still hanging around. They seem to every week. Just for the record, Houston definitely is one of the 13 teams in my uh, top five draft picks. How about lose another game or two? They're going to be in there, too. <laughs> another team that might be on that list soon if they don't uh, straighten things out in the Denver Broncos. They're hosting the Jets this week, and yeah, I'm sure a lot of people will be hopping on the Jets bandwagon for this game. You know, Denver, you know, I don't know, just Russell Wilson, you know, to me, that's the one quarterback situation that doesn't look like it's going to get fixed anytime soon. I just really don't see them turning yeah. it around against the Jets' defense. Um, I'll say the Jets you know, grind this one out and win 24-17. I've, I'm also picking the Jets to win this. I would have been winning even by a larger margin in 2014. Russell Wilson isn't right. Sorry, what score are you have picking? Not figured out. I'm, I'm picking the Jets. Sorry, I'm picking the Jets 24-13. I, Russell Wilson's not right. He's hurt. He's now really hurt. I, they're not sure what they're doing at running back. Losing Javante Williams was terrible. But, uh, I mean, I don't even know what their method of the madness is. Like, Mike Boone is going to get the bulk of the carries. It just it doesn't make sense to me. I can't figure it out. And this whole offense is designed to be a down-the-field, long offense, and they can't be that right now. So I think the Jets are riding the high. I think they're going to come in. Uh, their run game works, the pass game works, they're getting a little healthier. I think they're going to come in and win one in Denver. All right. Uh, next up, we've got uh, another AFC West team, Kansas City, on the road at San Francisco. Uh, both these teams coming off of uh, you know, losses last week. Kansas City is not so surprising. San Francisco is probably more so, but... Uh, even at home, I just think San Francisco is too banged up. You know, they have a good defense when they're healthy, but they're not healthy. Pops with Mahomes, you know, you can't fault him for moving to uh, Buffalo. You know, that's a good team, and maybe the best. Anyway, I think Kansas mm-hmm. City uh, gets back on track here. I'll say Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. I've got Kansas City winning 30 to 20, so we're right in the same vein there. Uh, Jimmy Rapplett doesn't scare anyone. Again, like you said, they – the Chiefs lost a close game to what I agree with you might be the best team in the league, and I don't think there's any shame in that. I think they're getting a little healthier. They look like this offense is moving better. Even going on the road to the West Coast, I don't think this will feel like a very competitive matchup. 
Um, like you said, pretty much the entirety of the 49ers is injured. Um, they're currently without both starting left tackles, both starting corners, three starting defensive linemen, a starting safety, a starting running back, a starting quarterback, and a starting linebacker. And that's not even the guys who are questionable. <laughs> it's a bad time to be a 49er. Unless I guess you're a 49er practice squatter, then it's probably great to be you. Yeah, and just for the record, that's one of two uh, Super Bowl rematches this week, uh, the Kansas City-San Francisco rematch of uh, Super Bowl 54 and the Patriots-Bears rematch of Super Bowl 20, which I don't think anybody remembers much less cares about at this point anymore. Unless you're I don't think anyone's really excited about a lot of these. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, next up we've got uh, yet another AFC West team, the uh, Chargers, uh, second straight home game. Um, they're hosting Seattle this week. Uh, the Geno Smith experience uh, was just seem to keep finding ways to win. But uh, I think the magic runs out this week. <laughs> Excuse me, the Chargers terrible against Denver last night. Not sure if it was the defense or just Justin Herbert having an off game. But um, yeah, I mean, he, I think he'll he get back on track here. And, do just enough to win. I'll say uh, Chargers 27 and um, um, Seahawks 24. I bet the Chargers winning 30 to 28. I think Gino's going to keep it interesting. I'm not really sure. I want to see. I'm I'm thinking that this Monday night was kind of an aberration. It was a blip in the radar for the Chargers. They're supposedly going to get a little healthier this week. They're playing at home. Justin Herbert, I, I don't know if it was the ribs, it was the defense, it was the play calling what it was, but it wasn't working. So I think they're going to figure that out. The Seattle defense is going to give up some more points. It'll be a little easier to play against. But Geno Smith's going to going to be throwing to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. It's going to be a high scoring game. Okay, um, Sunday night game. You've got the Steelers fresh off their victory over the Tom Brady's, uh, playing another Florida team this time on the road. Um, come back, and I think it's uh, rather fortuitous that he's back this week, and I think they're going to win this game uh, pretty handily. I think he'll step uh, right back in, pick up where he left off, hopefully find the, the head injuries, and uh, win this game 30-20. to 20. Yeah, I've got I've got them winning 31-14. to 14. I don't think the Steelers are going to put up too much of a fight here. Also, your defense, the shell of it that's there, it's essentially the B team, um, is going to be on the field so much that it's it's just a war of attrition here. Um, whether it's Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think it matters much. Uh, it just this Miami offense is just going to weigh over power the Steelers. I wouldn't be surprised if if there's a, a heavy run game in the second half because they're going to be up big. Hopefully, there's a baseball game on because this is not going to be must see TV. Unless I guess you're a Dolphins fan, then probably it will be. Right, and uh, finally we've got the Monday night game this week. Uh, Chicago playing a primetime game for the second week in a row. Thank you, NFL schedulers. But uh, yeah, somehow thanks. they're going to be at New England <laughs> this week. The only good thing I can say about this game is that uh, Chicago won't be wearing their orange jerseys on the road. That's so, true. Anyway, I think uh, New England will get a measure of revenge for that uh, 1986 Super Bowl game here. I think. Uh, New England wins this. It won't be 45-10, to 10, but I do think they win 28-17. Uh, I've got them winning 27-17, so we're, we're right on line there. I'm not sure who's going to play quarterback. Again, I don't think it really matters. Uh, Justin Fields is already already a beaten-up man. It's more power to him for playing through all of this because clearly it's not a team that's really going far, and he's going out there and getting crushed every week. I mean, he's, he's essentially lying on the ground like a turtle at halftime. Not a good look for your starting quarterback, but the Bears are going to go out and fight. It's just they're just not as good as the Patriots team. And the fact is the Patriots don't have an offensive coordinator. They have about 17 defensive coordinators, and that seems to show each week. The defense looks like they have it dialed in, and I don't think they're going to have a problem against the Bears this week. So we agreed on more games than I thought. It's actually a pretty good week for us. So we'll see how this all pan out. Um, before we leave you for the week, a couple of daily fantasy picks for you because we want to keep it well-rounded, get you, get you covered on all, all aspects of the fantasy world. Um, if you got burned on, you know, the Justin Herbert 
touchdown scoring uh, boost last night on FanDuel. We've got some things, or on DraftKings, we've got some things to, to soften the blow here for you. These, as always, are value picks there to round out your team and to let you afford the big name guys. So you can put Patrick Mahomes and Saquon Barkley in your lineup if you want. We've got we've got the way to make that happen for you. If you're looking for value at quarterback, Matt Ryan seems to be trying to shed that Matty Slush nickname. He's trying to get back to Matty Ice. There's going to be uh, at least the close games. He's going to be thrown a lot. It'll be a good value there. Jacoby Brissett, despite the fact that he's going to lose this football game, will still be throwing. They're going to be down the whole way. Um, at running back, Jeff Wilson Jr., one of the few uh, still remaining warm bodies with a pulse that can play for the 49ers. Go ahead and start him. Kenneth Walker, III, uh, another good look there. And Travis Etienne, who we talked about earlier, is just just breaking through and running for 60 yards at a clip. We'll take that value. At wide receiver, Michael Gallup, probably getting Dak Prescott back. We'll see if he's getting some more targets there. Wandale Robinson, who we've both extolled the virtues of throughout the show. If you aren't already sold on him, what have you been doing this whole time? Uh, and Tyler Boyd out in Cincinnati, again, another team that's going to score a lot of points and spread the ball around, I think, this week. At tight end, Daniel Bellinger, great value, as well as Donald Parham. Uh, if you're feeling a little riskier than I am, Dalton Schultz is going to be a very good value uh, at tight end as long as he gets on the field. And defensively, both the Colts and the Broncos, the price is definitely right there. Uh, lower scoring games as opposed to some of the others. So you can get a little more bang for your buck there. So we have given you everything you need, all of your news, notes, your waiver wires, daily fantasy, who to start, who to say. We've got you all covered. But if you need more help, since it is only Tuesday, we're here a day early. You might have more questions later in the week. Find us all over social media, and then we'll be back with you at our regular time next Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.